This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. This is a bittersweet episode for me. It's going to be the last episode, at least for the foreseeable future, for the Perfect Pup Podcast. I'll talk more about that at the end, but when I knew that this was going to be the last episode, I want I thought a lot about what would I want to be the final takeaway. And in today's day and age, with so many competing opinions and discord and conversations around what techniques or what methods or what tools and what to do and what not to do with our dogs and what might hurt them and what might help them, it can be really challenging. There's so much noise. And you can say that about everything, but I feel like specifically in the dog world, trying to be a pup parent, it is so many competing. There's so many competing opinions. There's a lot to know. And I wanted to dive into training the dog in front of you and what that means to me. And I'm going to give you a few questions that hopefully will help you remember this principle and better be able to raise a well-mannered dog and help your dog live a enriched and happy life. So let's get right into it. So when we talk about train the dog in front of you, this phrase and ideology has been around for quite a while, but it was definitely popularized by Denise Fenzi. She wrote a book with the title, Train the Dog in Front of You. We'll include a link, you can check it out. Basically, when I think about training the dog in front of you, to me, it comes down to drowning out the noise, competing opinions and various techniques and ideas and training and just instead focusing on what your specific dog needs at a specific moment in time. So let's look at three questions that you can ask yourself, not always, but on a frequent basis or when you're presented with a decision on, on how to approach your dog and approach their training or behavior, three questions you can ask to help you realign yourself to focus on training the dog in front of you. So the first question would be, am I focusing on training techniques and methods or principles? There's other trainers who have talked a lot about this, but in the dog world and in dog training, there are, there are kind of two pieces. There's the technique and there is the principle. And I've always strived on this podcast to talk about principles over techniques and talk about more of ideas and how you can think about your dog versus A plus B equals C because our dogs are unique. And so as you go about techniques or as you go about, let's say a problem behavior like jumping, it's important to think about principles and it's important to ask yourself, am I focusing just on how do I make my dog not jump or am I looking at the underlying effects? Am I, look at, am I looking at why my dog is jumping? Am I looking at what things in their environment are making their jump or, or why they might choose to jump in some situations and not others? When we get hung up on techniques, it often turns into much more of like a writ presentation where we're thinking again, A plus B equals C, my dog has to do this, to do this, to do this. And while techniques matter in the finite details, it's important to think about the principles. And what I mean by this as well is learning about how our dogs learn is in most instances more valuable than learning how to teach a specific behavior. And what do I mean by that is you know, learning about what desensitization actually is, understanding operant conditioning and the four quadrants of learning and what positive reinforcement really means and what 
negative punishment really means and the different pieces and understanding how classical conditioning works and how our dogs actually learn. When we focus in on that, it can help us kind of zoom out from the specific challenges or problems and find principles and ideas on how to more effectively teach and train the dog in front of us. And part of that too leads to question two, which is to ask yourself, how is my dog currently reacting and behaving during this training? Our dogs are constantly giving off cues and signals to us as to how they're feeling, how they are comprehending the world around them, and how they are understanding what is being asked of them. To pick one thing to focus in on as a pup parent, if you had to, I would probably argue to really learn about dog body language. These signals and cues, they can be easy to miss. And if we miss them, if we're not looking at and really trying to feel and understand and empathize with what our dog is experiencing in that moment, we might do training things that just don't work best for our dog. The prime example I have of this is I have two dogs, they're biological sisters. They've had all but the same upbringing, but the way we have learned to approach their training is very different. And while it can vary in each moment, my dog Scout is, she is more on the kind of nervous and sometimes anxious and unsure side of that spectrum. And because of that, we have changed our training to be, you know, when something goes wrong, it's, it's less of, Hey, we need a correction or we need a, a stern voice. It's backing up and giving more explanation and giving more opportunities and maybe breaking it down into more bite-sized chunks so that the nerves and the shyness and the maybe feelings of overwhelm don't happen as much. Whereas my dog, Sunny, on the other hand, she responds better to a little bit of sternness and a little bit of, you know, quick corrections, even if it's just verbal, when things are not doing when she's not doing what is expected of her or when when we are training something and, and she maybe doesn't go quite as we had hoped for, it's really tuning into each dog and watching them individually and saying, you know what, yesterday we worked on this behavior and this technique we tried worked well, but today it's not. And, and being flexible and being willing to change. So again, asking yourself, what is my dog currently feeling in this exact moment? And that leads to the third question, which is, Am I trying to teach something in a way or through a technique that I strongly believe in or think is right? Or am I trying to help my dog learn most effectively for them? More often than not, our inability to teach our dogs comes down to our own stubbornness and our own inability to make changes or to try things that we haven't previously tried. As pup parents, it's on us to study and to learn and more so to adapt how we teach our dogs. I look back on, you know, even my first few podcasts and some of the things I said, I probably don't agree with now and I would probably change how I do it and I would teach my dog differently than I may have taught them two, three years ago. And you know what? That's a good thing. We as pup parents, again, we are overwhelmed and fed from a fire hose of information with different dog techniques and training techniques and reinforcement styles and whatever it may be. And while I do think that, you know, we should be critical consumers of information, 
it's good to be flexible. It is good to look at our dog situation and say, what maybe worked in the past or what maybe just because I believe the person who taught it to me and they might have good intentions and it may have worked for their dog. It doesn't mean it's going to work for my dog and that flexibility and that ability to, if I may say, humble ourselves and to look at our dogs and say, you know what? Their situation is unique just because I believe what this person told me about teaching or about how my dog might overcome that behavior doesn't mean it will or won't be right. And being willing to be flexible with how we approach our dogs. Those are three questions that you can ask yourself. Again, let me recap. Number one, am I focusing on training techniques or principles and opting for learning about how dogs learn and the principles behind it? The second question is, how is my dog currently reacting and behaving during this specific training and saying, hey, what worked yesterday might not work today. And on a similar vein, that third question of, am I trying to teach in a way that I believe or that I have strong feelings about, or am I looking for what's most effective for my dog's specific situations? Those three principles can help us to kind of recenter ourselves and focus on training the dog in front of us. And I'm going to make kind of one last point here. I've, I've gone on this small rant before, but every time we get on social media and see these dogs that are seemingly behaving perfect or doing all these amazing things, just know that number one, they're not perfect. And they certainly have problem behaviors that the social media account chose not to show you. And number two, know that anytime we compare our dogs to other dogs, we're robbing ourselves of an opportunity to understand our individual dog's strengths and weaknesses and teach them accordingly. I hope that you learned something from this episode. I also genuinely hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so, so grateful to have been able to do this podcast and to be able to connect with pup parents and to whether it's been through comments on the Pupford blog or people leaving reviews or sending me emails with questions, it means so much to me. Your support in this podcast has been one of my favorite parts of my job, if, if, not, the, if not my most favorite part of my job on a day-to-day -day basis is doing this podcast. And it makes me extremely sad to not be doing it anymore. I am hopeful that things will change and we can bring the podcast back. But as it stands at this time, efforts and resources are being allocated elsewhere. So I just want to say thank you for making the Perfect Pup Podcast what it is. If you want to continue to support me, to support the podcast, even though it won't be in existence anymore, it'll still, you know, the old episodes will be there. We just won't be release, releasing new ones. Please support Pupford, buy Pupford products, sign up for Pupford Academy Plus. You can now get Pupford products at PetSmart. We are expanding into more and more stores. There are more ways to support Pupford, but every time you make a purchase through Pupford, it supports me and it supports this podcast. And again, I just want to say thank you. I can't say it in any simpler terms other than making this podcast and hopefully helping at least one of you raise a happy and well-mannered dog has meant everything to me. And I'm so, so grateful for your support. Yeah.